Hey, hey, I'm Des. Hey, y'all, I'm Sai. And we're the co-hosts of Let's Talk Sis Podcast, where we truly believe that together, empowered women can transform their lives. Join us for heartfelt stories, enlightening conversations, and a whole lot of accountability along the way. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey. We're back with another episode. We're back with the last episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We wow. are here to episode 10. Yeah, y'all. This the last episode of season one. And yep. um, I feel like we always say this, but thank you guys for just showing up every week and yes. patronizing us. And we hear all of the feedback. We thank y'all for tuning in. Definitely. Engaging and sharing us with y'all on individual platforms. Yep. I don't know. I feel like season one came to an end so fast. It felt pretty long to me. Really? Um It felt very long to me. Mm. Very, very long. I don't know. Season I'm just thinking about, like, how this was an idea, how we started ordering the equipment, how we was... Like, I'm thinking about the transition of time mm-hmm. and then to say that a season oh, is completed. Oh, yeah, like a whole season is yeah, done. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm, I don't know. That was It went by pretty fast, in my opinion, but... Nonetheless, let's dive right into today's topic. Yes, we're talking about what? Dating? Mm-hmm. This is a good one. You know, they love talking about dating. Yeah. The girls love to hear about it. So, where do you want to start? I feel like it's so many places I, to go yeah, into. To say, I was going to say, I don't know where to start necessarily because I feel like there are so many layers to dating. Yeah. Like, the conversation based around dating, right? Because then we got those 50-50 conversations. We got the who eating May Fridays and Cheesecake Factory oh conversations. And then we got the... He going to cheat. So, I'm just, just saying. Yeah, then we got cheat. the it is what it is conversation. Yeah, so it is what it is type of yeah. thing. So, I just... I don't know. Let's start off. I feel what like under the spectrum or you. On? I was about to say. I feel like we should touch on those topics briefly mm-hmm. to just wipe them out, so it won't be too much of a deep discussion. Yeah. Um, what is my preference as far as what? Everything. Like touch a little bit on everything. Like, okay, so where should we start? What's the most popular? Fifty-fifty. Yeah, we can start there. I'm not going fifty-fifty with no man. Nip that in the bud, real quick. I'm not doing it. Okay. Um, what's another one? Are you eating at the cheesecake factory? cut them off. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. I am going to eat at the cheesecake factory. And you okay with Timmy and cheating on you as long as he pay all the bills? No, I'm not. Okay. No, you heard it here first <laughs> in live. <laughs> now listen. Okay, so I feel like the cheating is it's like you dive a little bit deeper into that. That's not just. I mean, it is black and white, but then it's not black and white. What you mean? Okay, so it's black and white with are you accepting cheating or is you not? That's kind of black and white. But then I feel like what's cheating? What's cheating to you? What's cheating to like mm-hmm. like you know, it's so deep that you can go into that. And then based on what your relationship calls for, it's like I think I don't that, know. I think that go ahead. I was gonna say I to sum everything up that you're saying, mm-hmm. I definitely agree a thousand percent. I believe that cheating is subjective. It's, it's not very one size, subjective. Yeah, it's not one size fit yeah. all. So I can't sit here and say this is the standard that women should uphold as a whole because everyone's situation is different. I think all of these topics are subjective in I, a relationship. I definitely agree. Everything with that. is subjective. Yeah. Because even down to the 50 50, some people 
are not financially like some men or males or mm-hmm. boys, whatever they are, are not financially stable enough to a hundred percent contribute to their household. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah, so sometimes twenty five. Uh-huh. How old are you? Twenty four. Okay, so you twenty four, mm-hmm. twenty five. We're both African American women, yes. right? And let's say, regardless of what our preferences or whatever, but mm-hmm. let's say we date within our proximity, meaning that or demographic, I should say, okay. meaning that we're dating men mm-hmm. our age, our ethnicity, mm-hmm. right? Um, what are the chances like for us to find a man, a a growing boy or a growing man? Mm-hmm. At the prime age of 25, who can provide everything that we want? So, I'm going to be real with you. And I'm going to say what the people probably don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. It's 2023, mm-hmm. and it's about to be 2024. Mm-hmm. By the time this release, actually, it will be 2024. <laughs> and this is my perspective. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard finding a man that's going to take care of you mm-hmm. at our age. It's not. Mm-hmm. And... That's kind of like the downfall to your average 24, 25, 26-year-old man. Wait, now you confuse me because you said it's not that hard, which implies that that is the average. No, I'm just saying it's not that hard. Like, So your average, when I say average, I mean your average, like a, the regular person that don't got no money. Like, But to say it's not that hard means that that is the average. It's not hard to seek these men who are going to take care of you. So is it hard or is it is it average or is it not average to find a man that's going to take care I of mean, you? I mean, a 24, 25-year-old man that can fully financially take care of himself and the whole other adult. Let me add, take care of himself yeah, no, and someone else. Yeah, it's yourself because first. Men, there are men out here who will neglect their Themselves. own self yeah. to make sure that they provide for a woman. No, no, no. But let's... No, take care of yourself. You need to take care of yourself before you do anything with anybody. Mm-hmm. That's for men and women. So what? What is it? so What's when the I? Chances? I don't know. I don't think. I don't think they're too slim. Okay, but that's my personal opinion from mm-hmm. my personal experience. Mm-hmm. Is dudes out here with money everywhere? Okay, so I don't think it's the hardest thing, but I also believe. Wait, so let me cut you off real quick. <laughs> Um, so the men that you be dating, do they be like drug dealers or scammers? I was about to say that. They be, um, very illegal. They don't be your average. That's what I mean by average though. When I say average, I don't mean like the medium. I mean average as in your regular working class individual. So you're just a regular Joe just because you work a job. No. (laughs) Like, I'm just trying to I'm not saying that. I'm saying average meaning, I mean, it's not really... It's not normal at the age of 23, 24 to be able to fully provide for yourself and others, other okay, adults. Boom. That's all I wanted to hear. So I asked where the chance, I asked you what were the chances? You said, I don't think the chances are slim. I don't, I don't think it's hard to find somebody. I personally think that women in totality have placed this unrealistic expectation on men in our age group of our desires and our wants and our needs, if that makes sense. Because it's one thing for a man to be able to provide. When we say provide, that means security. There's a sense of security in a man being a provider, right? So when you say you want a man to provide for you, it's okay if he is 
in the place to provide for himself and provide for you. And if you guys are in a relationship, then y'all probably live in the same household. So essentially he's providing for y'all in one setting, right? But outside of that, when we talk about dating, it's like the trips, the bags, the shoes, like the wants. I feel like it's kind of unrealistic for a man to be able to actually provide the security. And then on top of that, oh, I want a Chanel bag. Oh, I want to go to Bora Bora. Oh, can you have the, the private jet pull up and come pick us up from the clearport? It's like, are you saying this who is with... Who do we think we are? And I'm saying we as a collective, like our generation. So you saying that these are the things that I'm seeing and witnessing on social media? In real life, my f- girlfriends. And that's because what is it's happening, right? It's happening for everybody but the people that desire it. <laughs> and I'm saying that in the most like humblest, politest way. Because on social media, obviously we talked about this on the last episode, the influence of social media, right? But who are the people on social media that this is happening to? This is happening to the rapper, baby moms. Okay, this so that's to- what I mean by not your average. Because when I say you're average person, I mean you're just, you're a regular working individual. Most of the time where the where the men that's, or the guys or young boys that's overly providing, well, not overly providing, but fully providing for themselves in another grown person mm-hmm. is typically your drug dealer, your scammer, your person that's making quick, fast money. Mm-hmm. And that's why all of those things, the, oh, I want this Chanel bag. Oh, I want to go to Bora Bora. And that's what I mean by it's not too, too hard to find because it's happening. It's happening, but I don't think, well, when I was asking the question, my question wasn't about what are the chances of it happening? Mm -hmm. It was what are the chances of like men, our age, our ethnicity being able to provide that? And I'm not talking about anything illegal. My question was not correlating to anything illegal. Mm -hmm. It was just. My opinion on, I feel like a black men period got a huge disadvantage. Um, because of, like we said, social media's influence and the whole illegal aspect of it is it gives your average black man a disadvantage because the expectations are, like you said, very unrealistic and set really, really high that a lifestyle, a regular lifestyle couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like you couldn't afford that. It's not reality. And that's what leads people. What's a regular lifestyle, and why wouldn't somebody be able to afford a regular lifestyle? No, I'm not saying I'm not saying you won't be able to afford a regular lifestyle. I'm saying your average person won't be able to afford all of the extra stuff you named. Oh, the Chanel bag, the jets, the border border yeah, so trips, and all of that. That's what I was. That's what I was referring to when I said the power of social media. Because oh, yeah. here you are thinking that your man doesn't love you or whatever he's providing is not, not sufficient enough, enough mm-hmm. but it's like. When you're comparing apples and oranges, it'll never be it's enough. It's not going to amount to the same thing at all. Exactly. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I agree with that for sure. So, I'm going to ask you, mm-hmm. um, how? what is your opinion on, say if you meet a man, right? Mm-hmm. And you instantly like this man, love this man, whatever the case may be. This is like your person in every aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but... They're still growing. They're still figuring their life out. They can't fully. They can't fully dream like that dream 
that you want. They can't provide for you that dream that you want. Do they have a disadvantage opposed to the other man that you don't like at all, but is able to provide that? Um, I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say no because I am trying to do better as a person, a woman that is dating, right? Mm-hmm. And dating with intention because I'm getting older. So I'm going to say no. Mm-hmm. But one thing I could always say, I've never really been an airhead and I've been kind of introduced to money in the dating room, mm-hmm. like at a very young age. Mm-hmm. So by the time the city girls came out and influenced like the whole new era of yeah. women, I was kind of like ahead of it, ahead of that curve a little bit. So mm-hmm. I wasn't affected or influenced mm-hmm. by it. Um, but what I'm going to say is regardless of how much money a man has had, I have always loved and admired a, a man with a plan. It's one thing to be a dreamer, but it's a, another another thing to be a man with a vision and, and I, to be actively working towards it. And I want you to um, dive into the difference of that. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a man with a plan and a dreamer? Yeah. Because there's a lot of dreamers. Yeah. And I feel like they're sometimes misconstrued. Confused. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, and this is, I'm. I just want to put a disclaimer. I am in no way, shape form size color to be able to give nobody any sufficient dating advice because my dating life sucks but these this is just my opinion mm-hmm. my opinion is that a dreamer okay so here's the thing a lot of us who are entrepreneurs right we consider ourselves to be visionaries in order to be a visionary that means that you have to see the vision right mm-hmm. which is a part of dreaming I'm not killing anyone's dream and I'm not saying that dreams are bad, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. We have this newfound terminology manifestation, right? Mm -hmm. Newfound as in it was newly found to us but has been out for a long time, right? Nonetheless. Um, We hear manifestation and I feel like we forget that we actually have to do the work. Yes. Like manually, physically, get in the field, get your hands dirty and get to work. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, don't get too caught up in having your eyes closed mm-hmm. and dreaming mm-hmm. that you forget that you really got to put the work in. Yeah. And I think that's the difference and why I say that I pay homage to a man that has a plan. Mm-hmm. Because when you have a plan, you have a strategic from A to Z, this yeah. how I'm going to get there. And this is how it's going to work. Dreaming is just the first step. Yeah. Vision. The vision part is just the first step of manifestation. Mm-hmm. But in order for you to materialize whatever it is you have envisioned or dreamt about, you got to do the work. You got to have a plan. Manifestation is not just sitting there kumbaya at crisscross episodes and humming. It's not just the meditational aspect. Yeah. And I asked you to dive into the difference of that because I feel like that's that would, that's what get confused. Everybody take the manifestation and the visions and you know all of that aspect and ends there Mm -hmm. that's it i manifested this and that's just it you don't gotta do nothing else and it's supposed to come into fruition yeah and that's not really reality and i also want to give a disclaimer or a to clear it up a little bit because i was saying your average person i don't want it to be taken as like your average joe or as if there's anything with working an average job Mm-hmm. because the reality is no matter what you do, whatever type of dream or business or whatever you need to, you or whatever work. you want to do, you have to work. You yeah. have to fund it. You have to start somewhere. There's nothing wrong with, you know, working. 
anywhere doing anything, especially men, because I feel like men have so much pressure. I was on about them, to bro. say it's so much pressure on yes. our black men. Yeah, and it's, I was literally just having a conversation about this earlier today, and it's like I literally within the last few years have become like a little bit more empathetic for people, right? And it's like lately I have been just doing a lot of internal evaluation, right? And just thinking about like my last relationship and my contribution and why things turned out the way that it did, I'm acknowledging the fact that I'm not a good girlfriend. I'm really selfish and I want things to be my way. I'm not good at compromising. And the list goes on of why I'm not a good girlfriend. But even acknowledging that and then thinking like, okay, this the criteria or the pressure that I was putting on this man to sustain when I wasn't even playing my part is kind of unrealistic. And I know that there is a hundred thousand more me's who have this unreal, well, not even unrealistic expectation, but still, you know, yeah. want this man to be also oh kind, also oh considerate, also oh thoughtful, also yeah. oh all of these things. But then it's like, sis, you, when it was given, where, where you showing up? Yeah, and it's like yeah. given an opportunity for you to show up, or for you to be also oh thoughtful, or yeah. to be also oh considerate, or be so also oh loving, and you. I fell short. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I really did. And something I think is really big. I seen this earlier, and I was speaking about it. It was like a word that everybody just learned, and a new word for everybody is narcissist and gaslighting and stuff. But a big word that people need to take on in a new year is accountability, mm-hmm. because especially us females do not take accountability. You don't think so? I don't think as much as we should, especially when it comes to dating and with our men and guys so for you to even sit up here and just say okay i know i'm not a a good girlfriend Mm -hmm. how many people are going to sit up there and just straight up say yo i'm not a good girlfriend i didn't show up in this way or do that or do that i don't know but i told my ex-boyfriend that when we was in a relationship yeah see i'm able to say like i could sit here with you on this camera and Mm -hmm. say i haven't been a good girlfriend in relationships Mm -hmm. but i'm not telling the person i was dating i'm never telling him like yeah i wasn't a good girlfriend is you shitting me yeah. Like, no, I'm not doing that. But the fact that you could sit up here and list down the things, I feel like us as females, how we want our men to step up and be yeah. better protectors and providers and to guide us and be better leaders, we need to step up and be those nurturers mm-hmm. and those caregivers and, those, you know, the yeah. people that they need. Because just like we need our men for things, they need us for things. Yeah. And acknowledging it in the first place, I feel like would definitely be the first step because a lot of females don't even acknowledge that. Yeah. I definitely agree with it a thousand percent. We could definitely yeah. do better at um, showing our appreciation for the men that we have in our lives. And this sure. doesn't even have to be intimate. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about platonic, like whether you have a male friend or a male cousin or yeah. your older brother or whatever the case may be. Like we really need to do a better job paying homage to the men who are being men. For and sure. I, the reason why I'm saying that is because like, we get so caught up in the idea and the conversation of the men who aren't doing what they're supposed to do or the men that's not doing yep. what we feel like men should be doing. But we don't, in the process of that, acknowledging all yeah. the clowns, we're not acknowledging the men that's over here that's really showing up and doing what they got to do. So, And I have another unpopular opinion that I was talking to a male friend today about. Like a, he's, I was talking to a male friend today about this, and another very unpopular opinion is about the whole conversation of what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And nobody likes to be asked that question. Um, I bet. Yeah, I don't think nobody likes to be asked that question. But the reality of it is, I believe a lot of people, men mostly, because I don't hear women ask that question too often, but I believe a lot of men ask that question 
so they won't be basically delusional or led in the wrong direction. I feel like to ask somebody up front, how can you benefit me? Like, and I just, this is just found to me today that I just like formed this opinion mm. and having this conversation because I was the person as well. Don't ask me no shit like that. Mm. Like, but truthfully speaking, I think because it's fair. It's very fair because us as women, and I'm saying us because I am one of them that does this, we date and fall in love and pursue men sometimes out of delusion. Most of the time is what we see something that we're interested in or that we're attracted to. And we make a whole person kind of ourselves. If that makes sense. Like you form, I don't want to necessarily say you form an identity of this person, but you don't take them for exactly what they show you. They are from day one. Mm. Whereas though men, they take exactly who you are and that's who you are from day one. That's like when you first start dating somebody, when you first, as a female, when you first start dating a man, a man, you hear so many girls like, my man, my man, my man, I'm in love on day three. Right? But on the other hand of it, a man, day three, you ask him about somebody, he like, I don't know, I'm still trying to figure out. I don't know her like that yet. So we really fall in love or like somebody or grow attraction for men off of like our own perception kind of so for men to ask that what you bring to the table question i feel like it's like i said it's facing the reality kind of yeah like for me to invest in you or whatever i'm about to invest in you i want to know how can you possibly benefit me yeah here's my opinion on that and i'm glad that you brought that up um i feel like women that are being asked what they brought to the table Mm -hmm. mm-hmm Depending on where you date and who you date, the type of men that you date, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. the question probably will never come up. However, Very true. if the question does come up, suck it up and answer it. Why? Because like Destiny said, that person definitely wants to know what the investment, um, know the person or who they're about to invest in. That's one aspect, right? But if I'm being a thousand percent transparent, mm-hmm. I can definitely say that I have been asked that before and it has made me uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. You, and okay. I have been asked that in the past, right? Mm-hmm. And it has made me uncomfortable because I, it catches me off guard. So there's this sense of like unsettledness because like, what if I say the wrong thing? Yeah. That So that, that was birthed from a place of fear, right? Mm-hmm. Or being judged, essentially. Yeah. And then thinking about it today and how prominent it is in our conversations when we speak about mm-hmm. dating, if somebody asked me that today, which I doubt somebody would ask me that, right. but if somebody was to ask me that today, I have a long list mm-hmm. of what I bring to the table. Yeah. And my response is not going to be, I am the table. Even though I feel like women are the table. <laughs> yeah, but to counter that as well, Men are supposed to pursue women, right? Mm-hmm. How do you expect this man to pursue you and he don't know what he's pursuing? Mm-hmm. Besides a pretty face, maybe? Yeah, but I feel like if you're dating someone with the intentions of longevity, mm-hmm. it should be no problem as to why you can't reveal yourself like why are we (laughs) trying so hard to maintain this element of mystery mystery and yeah like the element of mystery is something that i love but also it's kind of immature it's very immature 
So it's like, yeah. mm, I don't know. Um, to each his own, you know. I feel like it's so it's kind of scary dating in today's time because it's really like a game. It's like a who can care more game, who can be player the longest. It's just like a game. It's like a tag. Who could like it? Like it's I don't know. It's very uncomfortable and it's very immature because that's how dating is at all ages right now. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't even think that that's a new thing. I think that I think that what happened is we kind of woke up and woke up on the wrong side of the bed because <laughs> dating has always been a risk. I didn't say nothing about a risk. It's definitely a risk. Yeah. So what do you mean? I said a game, like a back and forth game. Like a like you said, the whole mystery thing or trying to Yeah, so with have, that Yeah, so what I was saying was with that being said, I feel like that's a part of risk taking when you're dating, right? Because our hope is in the dating phase that you would be like, Okay, this person likes me as much as I like them. But the reality is if they don't, then you're taking a risk putting yourself out there and just kinda hoping for the best. Whether it be reciprocity or whether it be like, okay, maybe this is not my person or maybe I'm interested in you in this one area but not interested enough for this to actually be something serious. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is just a good time and it'll never actually end up being a committed, full-blown relationship where we will be considering the house, the marriage, the kids, things Mm -hmm. of that nature. So when I say risk-taking, I think that we have – well. Women, and especially speaking on women that I know from personal experiences, I think that we have always thought mm-hmm. that love and dating was going to be this fairy tale. And I'm saying women that I know because I'm in my mid-20s, right? Mm-hmm. So from mid-20s to early 30s, we're kind of just getting our feet wet mm-hmm. as far as our, our knowing ourselves, our identity, and actually dating other people yeah. and having a solid attribute. This is different than... And I'm not saying it's impossible, but this is different than your high school sweetheart. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. This is different than dating because of proximity. When you're dating with intention, you might have to really put yourself out there to potentially be hurt by three people before you get to the fourth person. And I was having a conversation with my friend today, and we were talking about like cheating in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And she was basically just like, you know, I do my due diligence of showing up and doing what I'm supposed to do. So whatever a nigga do or whatever a man do is on him that's not mm-hmm. going to stop me or harden my heart for the next because i'm showing up to be be who i'm supposed to be and mm-hmm. what i feel like a good woman is supposed to be yep and if that doesn't work out or whoever feels like they want to do whatever mm-hmm. when it comes to cheating lying dishonesty betrayal whatever i'm gonna let god handle it yeah that's not for, on me to take in my hands and that's what it is in any relationships friendships platonic or romantic yeah. as long as you show up and do your part mm-hmm. it should not affect you at all yeah it's not your duty to give them revenge or to get them karma or anything like that. As long as you showed up and you know you gave it your all yeah. and you did as much as you knew you could do, that's, I feel like, all that matters. And honestly, while we on topic, can we talk about the whole look back? It's no such thing as getting your look back. If your man cheat on you tonight. I was going to say, how you getting your look back if he cheated on you? If your man cheat on you tonight, you cannot go cheat on him tomorrow or in the morning and say, oh, yeah, I did my big one. Get my look back. Can I say something? Sweetie, you can't get your look back. Getting your look back with your own energy, your own time, your own body parts is I was just about to say, so 
Insane. The double standard, regardless, is not okay. But for a female to go and you trying to do something to get your lick back, you just gave your man a double up. Like, you didn't get your lick back. You played yourself even more. You played yourself even more. And now, if he really was sorry or felt bad or knew he fucked up, he don't regret it no more. Like, you just really played yourself. The whole lick back, like, we're, no, you can't do that. Your biggest lick back is leaving. Like, your biggest lick back is removing yourself. Yeah. I think Period. I could definitely agree. I was going to say, your biggest lick back is denying access. Yeah. Because I swear, it's nothing that hurts a man more than a woman who is dead serious. A woman, a woman with a made up mind mm-hmm. when enough is enough, especially after you done accepted some shit exactly. and you done took them back when one they're or two used times. to one thing. And then hold on, your mind be made up like you really done. You serious? Oh no, baby, <laughs> that's really getting you your serious? lick back. Like now they chest hurting and they can't breathe. Literally, literally gagging mm-hmm. for air. So I think that that's something else that we as women we just gotta we gotta dead that. There's no such thing as getting your lick back. But I wanted to ask you this question. Um in comparison, I know earlier on we were talking about, like, men providing, right? Uh-huh. Um, do you feel like a man that provides financially is, that is a, considered a provider, essentially, is the type of man that you find yourself submitting to? Do you think that, and do you think that you'll be able to submit to a man who you either make the same or make less than? Okay, your first question. You ask, do I think, do I feel a man that is financially providing, is that a man I could submit to? Mm-hmm. Is he only providing financially? That was the is, question. I'm asking you, like, does he only provide financially? Or is he able to, to lead me in other areas? Well, we're talking about finances. And a hypothetical situation, everything, well, maybe he doesn't check every box. Because I don't think that most mm-hmm. men check every single box for mm-hmm. a woman or whatever case and vice versa but he checks a decent amount you're pretty happy the only thing is the financial department oh like he he's not providing financially mm-hmm. um i don't know see the thing with submitting is it's like an energy I just feel like it's an energy like um like you have to be a man man and not like no controlling possessive not that like you know that ill energy like you gotta be a confident man I don't know I can't say so you do you think that your ability to, to submit, submit to, to a, a man, man with no money probably not with... I can't do that <laughs> like I'm not about to sit up here and lie to you <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Probably not. Okay, so how about if y'all making the same amount of money, right? But he's paying on the rent and you pay like the electric, the Wi-Fi, the groceries. That means he has no money now. What you mean? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Hold on. You said we make the same amount of money, right? Yeah, and he's paying. But he covers everything. He covers the rent. Which is like the main that the main necessity okay. in a joint household, right? And okay. then you cover like the utilities, the Wi-Fi, the groceries. What do you ask him? Can I submit to him? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think the basis of submitting to your man or to your partner is based off of that. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think it's based off of how they can provide or where they're providing. It mm-hmm. is based off of that man's character and who that man is as a man. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with making the same amount of money. I could pay this. I could pay that. Because money can come and money can go. Mm-hmm. One month we could be making the same amount of money. One month he could be making money. I could be making no money. Mm-hmm. It could, like It comes and goes. So I don't think submission is based off of finances mm-hmm. solely. Um, that's why I said it really depends. I'm glad on, you added solely in there. Yeah, it really depends because I mean, money played a part a little bit, but it really depends a lot on of it. it. Really depends on the man. I hate it's, how us as women. I feel like social media kind of did this thing mm-hmm. where it kind of like dumbs down the way that we feel. Mm-hmm. Like money is a huge. Oh, money factor is a huge factor in relationships, and it's a huge security net for women. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, it's not to say that you have to be a millionaire. Right. But when we're weighing the scale of things to consider when you decide to be monogamous mm-hmm. with a man and, like, fully committed, finances is pretty... A huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I want to also speak on that. And even when you said, like, um, like, oh, okay, y'all make the same amount of money, but he's covering this and a third. So, growing up... Two things that I was always taught, and it's probably not the best advice to be given out, so don't take this from me, but date a man that makes more money than you, and, well, the other one is not really necessarily, but I feel like as women, and it might sound bad, and I feel like it's sometimes frowned upon, but you need to date somebody that has more money than you, or makes more money than you. You just do. I agree with that. But my logic to take things a little bit deeper is that women date up. Yeah, that's what I mean by that. You have to date up. Yeah, but not only financially. I think that a man with more education, with more money, with more wisdom, with more wits or whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be, is going to be way more attractive to a woman that has less because we're looking at it from the perspective of like, okay, this is his attribute to Mm -hmm. me. This is the value that he can add. This is what he can teach me. These are areas that he can lead me in. Right. So something, a conversation that I was, I seen that was had, I think it was held on like a live or a podcast or something. And it was comparing the two of the way men date and the way men are able to date and the way women date. Yeah. And men are able to date down. Mm -hmm. Um, The reality is a man can build up a woman in so many different areas mm-hmm. a woman i don't want to say you could build up a man because it's like i think that a woman could definitely i don't know build up a man. because the thing is and where the conversation was going is based off of a loyalty mm-hmm. so say if we could talk about we were just talking about finances say we're talking about finances mm-hmm. say if i'm well off financially mm-hmm. i'm cool i find this man that doesn't have any money mm-hmm. but i like him a lot and I love him, but he don't got no money. Mm-hmm. And I put him on, and I help him start making money, and he start making money, and now he blow up and he cool. He's going to go deal with all the girls that wouldn't deal with him when he was broke. That's probably true. But if we switch the dynamic, mm-hmm. if this man got a bunch of money, and he meet this woman that doesn't have anything, and he put her on, and she come up, nine times out of ten, she's going to forever be loyal to this man that put her on and changed her life. Mm, to a certain extent. For what sure. do you mean by that? I think that loyalty shouldn't be defined by confinement. 
it's, meaning that she will be loyal to the him and whether she she pays him homage publicly, privately, or with a thought or mm-hmm. consideration, women in this time and age, and I am one of those women, we will move on with the quick quickness. Oh yeah, for sure. Regardless of how much money and what's what's what. So I definitely agree with somewhat with the stance of the argument, mm-hmm. but I also feel like mm, I, I don't feel know. Like to, I, I we, feel like it's not. It's not speaking, like I said, it's not speaking for all men and all women, but like I said, I completely agree with it because the majority of men, like I said, is going to... Wait, so to begin this whole perspective, you Mm -hmm. said that essentially men can build up a woman and women can't. No, I didn't say women can't because, I mean, like I said, that's why I gave the... That's what you said, and that's why I countered it. I said said, women, mm, like, you don't want to build up no man. I didn't say you can't. Mm. And that's why I gave the example of, okay, if I was super financially, you know, cool and I met a man and that's why I gave that example because I was given the more or less factor, mm. not saying like all women going to be loyal to this man that put her on for the rest of her life or all men is going to go out and deal with all the girls. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's all subjective kind of, cause you can have a man that provides a hundred percent thousand percent financially mm-hmm. and maybe could teach you something and all that but his as far as his dominance or maybe as far as his confidence or whatever the case may be maybe you just don't want to submit because yeah. I feel like submitting to a man is not like a I don't think I think it's like natural kind of mm-hmm. you know you know when you would a man that you want to submit to and you know when you would a man that's is never a chance with You know when you're dealing with somebody and it's like, you know you're not about to shut the fuck up. No matter how much money they got. So, I don't know. I don't think it's based off of that at all. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree that submission is not solely based off of what a man's financial capabilities are. But I do think that is that is a factor. I definitely agree with um earlier you said something about like confidence yeah i think that um confidence without so much ego definitely plays a a role in it and ultimately when i think of submission i think i personally can only submit to someone who i feel safe with Mm -hmm. so if you can provide me a sense of security Mm -hmm. and really just I don't know be there for me I feel like that's in those cases are when I feel like I organically submit and you see how it's like you said organically Mm -hmm. submit so I got a question do you think you can start dating a man or you be with a man and he grow you know in a relationship people grow period and he grow do you feel like if you didn't start off being submissive do you feel like that's something that can come over time Mm. for some people I want to say yes um Mm. for others not for me probably not because my patience isn't really that long Mm -hmm. right um and something else is a woman that doesn't okay so submission I want to take it back a little bit submission has everything to do with respect I was yes so 
if I don't submit to you in the beginning initially, and I'm not talking about in an early dating phase or whatever, when you're getting to know each other, but once you have decided that this is the person that you want to be in a relationship with, Mm -hmm. right? If I'm being rebellious in the beginning, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen is after a while, I'm going to become too comfortable in the process. And then I'm going to start getting disrespectful. What I came to realize is all of the men that I've dated or would have been in a relationship with, Mm -hmm. I have given everyone a clean slate, right? Now it's the lion the miscommunication, the constant arguing, the like things like that, that build that wall up. That's kind of like, I'm not listening to you. <laughs> you don't even listen to yourself. You got standards for me that you don't even uphold yourself. Why yeah. would I listen to you? First of all, I don't even like men like you. Like, you know? Yeah. So it's like, can we talk about that? Can we talk about that a lot? Like, I feel like there's been so, and that's what I kind of mean by, we date off of a persona that we kind of built for these men because have you ever have you ever dated someone and later down the line you realize like i don't even like you yeah but i don't think that personally i i am very logical Mm -hmm. i am very logical and i'm not like a easy female right Mm -hmm. i do not date off of a persona Mm -hmm. of who the person is right Mm-hmm. What I realized, and I'm saying this, I'm happy we talk about this because this is a new film realization to myself, right? Okay. What I realized is people change. People also are really good at showing you bits and pieces, right? So as you continuously date this person, mm-hmm. there are new levels and new chapters and new heights that are being revealed or being yeah. elevated to. So it's not that I create this persona of you. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that you didn't show me this out of you when when we were in the beginning. When exactly. things when, when the honeymoon was honeymooning, you didn't show me this out of you. Yeah. For one. And for two, I didn't create a persona, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't overlook things intentionally based off of how I felt about you emotionally. Yeah. Because women, we're emotional creatures. Men are logical. Exactly. And that's basically what I was trying to say earlier when I was saying we kind of date off delusion. Mm. about how we're like you said emotional and men are very logical yeah with what it is mm-hmm. and that's that's where i think my i don't i don't know what it's called my delusion my mistake is mm-hmm. because i don't make a persona of people because when i date people it's like it would it take a lot for me to be very very serious mm-hmm. but once it does get to that point for me, I definitely overlook a lot of the red flags. Yeah. And then, because every time when things eventually go wrong or go to shit. It's like I knew better. It's like I knew better. I've like, seen I this seen, earlier on. I've seen it. this so long ago. Mm-hmm. Like, all of these things you're doing now, you was really doing them back then, but on smaller levels. Yeah. Like, like you said, bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. And now that I really see who you really are, it's like... But on the other fence of that, do you feel like you are a thousand percent showing every part of you in the beginning? Well, absolutely not. Okay. This goes back to the, you sitting on the first date across from the man and he asking you what do you bring to the table and you just sitting there dumb and stuck. Yeah. You don't even feel comfortable saying what you bring to the table. So it's like, and can we go back to that real quick? I got something to say. Disclaimer. Ladies, 
If you know me, you know I am for the girls. I love the girls. But can we be for real? A lot of y'all don't want to answer what y'all bring to the table question because y'all don't be bringing shit to the table. I was about to say, unfortunately, a lot of girls are earheads. Huge earheads. Pretty earheads. So it's like... I don't know. My my perspective is if you are a woman, right, and you feel like being asked that, the thought of being asked that question makes you feel some type of way, my advice is... You need to look inward. Write out your values as a woman or write out your values or attributes that you desire as a mother one day or as a wife one day or as a girlfriend or whatever your relationship status is or whatever title or role responsibility you carry today, grab a piece of paper and write it out. If the thought of someone asking you, a man asking you who is interested in pursuing you mm-hmm. makes you cringe, really look inwardly and ask yourself, why does this make me uncomfortable? Why because it, honestly, transparently speaking, and mm-hmm. I'm speaking from past experience, mm-hmm. the only reason why it's a cringe moment is because you're too uncomfortable to answer the question. True. You honestly never took the time to really mm-hmm. consider what do I bring to the table mm-hmm. if we're being transparent. Yeah. And I'm thinking about little old me almost 10 years ago being asked this question I'm sitting here looking dumb and uncomfortable. And mind you, back when I was asked that question, mm-hmm. that wasn't a prominent topic in the dating field. Yeah. As it is now. So it's like, who even asked them? Type of, what are you <laughs> talking about? Like, we in the car vibing. Why are you asking? <laughs> like, you worried about the wrong, the wrong thing. thing. yeah. But now I'm grown. I'm mature. A man that asked that, it's really not, I feel it's like, not left field. I feel like, like you said, to be asked that question and cringe like you said, it means either you don't know what you bring to the table or you bring nothing because the reality is when you, it's like anything, when you have what you have something to offer, you sell yourself. So when you know what hold you on, can- Hold on, hold on. Disclaimer, she ain't talking about selling that cat. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm saying you sell yourself like, oh, I could do this. I can make your life better in this way. I could bring this to you. I could mm. change. And that's something you kind of brag about because you'll be happy- Remember, we, to I showcase think, yourself essentially. Exactly, we had especially a to somebody that you like. Exactly, if somebody you like, is somebody you're interested you, in. Okay, so let's be honest. In comparison, it's a two to one ratio of women and men, right? It's like a three to one. So, exact five to five one. To one. <laughs> like at this point, right? That takes me to something else I want to talk about. But I'm gonna go back to that. But if that's the ratio, right? Mm-hmm. If he got A, B, C, D right here, right? And he's saying, okay, what do you bring to what do you bring to the table? What makes you different? Why would you not say what you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. And hold on, disclaimer, because little old me back then mm-hmm. that was asked that question, when I was asked that, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I bring my own money. I'm independent. They I don't, don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear Girl, that. Girl, mind you, I'm running my own business. I'm they running don't, it up. I'm going. That just pushed you further than everybody else. Can that we, just threw you out the window. They don't want that. Can we talk about that? And I feel like women, we have to stop. Like, it's okay to be soft. It's okay to allow a man to provide for you. It's yes. okay to need help. If yes. somebody, listen, I got this new mantra. I started it this year, December, December of last year, y'all. If somebody asks me for help. I'm saying yes. Yes, I need help. Yep. 
do I not look like a better woman? I'm sorry. I'm not denying help. Yep. I'm not. That's crazy because that's something I just started doing too. Like not too long ago, that's really what it is. That whole, I don't need a man. I'm so independent. It don't Throw it nowhere. away. Nobody. Throw it away. Because that's what's going to lead you to the men that say, girl, you, you just, the one with all the money. Girl, you just seen your mom set Miss Independent herself raise up all these kids and did all of that. And it's a difference between having a choice and doing what you got to do. Yes. And I think that as women, as we walk into this next phase or next era mm-hmm. of, of generation that we're raising up and setting examples for, we need to cut the bullshit. Quick. Cut, wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> wrap, wrap it, it up. up. <laughs> because I'm sick and tired. I'm sorry. If I'm carrying all these bags and then somebody say, ma'am, do you? Yes. Every time. I was waiting for you, actually. <laughs> I thought my shoulder was going to fall out my arm socket. Yeah. Please. I don't know. I'm, I'm quick to ask a man for some help. And I'm not even, like, I'm talking about with anything. Like, I'm the type that's going to stand there and look at all the bags and find a random man in the room. Hey, can you? Do you mind? Can you do this real fast? Listen, I be at Every work. Time. They be like, yes, clean up, change the track. I go straight to the, excuse me. Can you do this for me? Do you mind changing the chairs for me? Child, every time. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't care where I'm at. I don't care who I'm around. I'm asking the nearest man possible. S- like, Can you handle this for yeah. me? So that's <laughs> something that I feel like we definitely need to get rid of. Um, I yeah. That I don't. That Miss Independent, I just, it's not cute. It's not a flex. But also, this is the point that I was making because we went left field a little bit. So to mm-hmm. get back on track, right? So little old me that was asked that question, mm-hmm. those are the attributes that I thought that I was bringing to the table as a woman, okay. right? And not understanding that grown me today, the attributes of a woman mm-hmm. are the things that are within us. Mm-hmm. The the ability to nurture your man. Yep. The ability and his kids. Mm-hmm. The the ability to turn a house into a home. Mm-hmm. The ability for you to show up, support, and love on your man. Yep. Those are that's womanly. what they want. Those are womanly attributes. And I don't even want to go biblical on y'all today, but Adam and Eve is a prime example. Yep. Hello. <laughs> of what the roles and responsibilities of, of a man, man and, and a woman. woman is, right? And when we talk about headship and servitude and leadership. Y'all, women like myself, I'm speaking on behalf of us, who embody so much masculine energy mm-hmm. in comparison to our feminine energy, we got to do better at letting men be men. Yes. We really need to do a better job at letting men just be men. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that a thousand percent. But also, today, men don't know how to be men. I feel like that's another conversation. That's a whole. I was saying, that's a whole another. <laughs> These men don't know rabbit how to hole be men. for us to <laughs> jump down. But this conversation was really good. It was really good. Yeah, I feel like we could talk about this for hours and yeah, hours. It can go on for a long time. <laughs> These are all the topics that can go on because there's so many different levels. There's so many different layers and yeah. opinions. Yes, yeah, so, all subjective. So yeah. everything that we said today is not. Not fact. It's, it's not, not fact. It's based on personal personal experience. experience. For one, for two, if you do like some of the shit we said, throw it at the wall. See what sticks. If it don't stick, it ain't no good. And if it stick, it's yours to keep. <laughs> <laughs> like that's my advice. So yeah, I feel like this was a really good episode. I'm really excited to continue this. Maybe we'll do a part two. 
We, we could do a part two. But how do we start off season, on season two. two? Yeah, we can't do that. We can't do that. I don't know, y'all. We want to continue the conversation. We have but to. Maybe with a guest. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we need a male opinion. Yeah, to challenge our perspective. Yeah. I think, I think that's good. fair. Yeah. So, guys, thank you again for tuning Wait, in. Wait, before we go, let's end off by doing a word of advice for our sister. My word of advice would be to don't use society or social media for your dating preferences. That would definitely be it. Don't use social media for your dating preferences. I feel like a lot of girls, a lot of women are dating off of what they're seeing on social media and not what they truly like themselves. Mm -hmm. You could like a guy, but then you don't like him because he doesn't meet that social standard. So I feel like you should date based off of what you really like and not what people tell you you should like. That's good. I like that one. Yeah. My advice would be to invest into yourself. And when mm-hmm. I say investing is to yourself, I mean, and this is something else that I need to work on as well. But like, really take the time to invest into your image. Like, dress up regardless of where you're going, whether it's a small errand, you're going to Target. Um, take pride in like your identity and who you are, even if that changes over time. But also, I think that if we as a collective and women, Will would invest in our womanly attributes and like nurture that and build it up. We wouldn't feel so uncomfortable when we are asked the question of what we bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And not only that, men have this idea that like women be dating for help for one, mm-hmm. whether it be financial help or if they have like they're a single mom and they might need like you know or yeah. desire that father figure in the household, or they could possibly be dating because they're hungry or bored or things like that. Like these are real life topics that are being had on behalf of women and i feel like that will come to an end if we invest in ourselves invest in our value invest in our finances Mm -hmm. invest in our image like you know really just yeah invest in us and i'm not saying that from a place of be hyper independent and just be superior like to the point where you feel like you don't need a man's presence or you know this just popped into my hand i gotta say it that's my word of advice but also don't let the lack of a man's presence force you into believing that you don't need a man's presence. Mm, that's good. And I'm saying that because just because you don't have what it is you desire or you don't have what it is you see other people have in their dynamic relationship dynamic, or maybe because you have been brought up under the dynamic that your mom didn't have a man in the house. So you feel like you don't need a man in the house because my mom did it all by herself. Don't let that allow you to fall victim to the fact that we need men and men need us. That's my word of advice. I think that's really good. Yeah, I like that. I think y'all should put that on repeat a little bit. We might have to make that a clip. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah all right, sure. y'all. I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, it was good. It was a really good conversation. It's crazy because it's one of the topics that we said we would never touch on. But sure. it's also a conversation that I feel like sometimes needs to be had. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, yeah. Thank you guys for watching. And thank you guys for tuning into season one. Oh, my gosh. I'm about to cry. It's a wrap. Right. <laughs> we did 10 episodes and it's a wrap. Season one is officially over. 
Thank y'all for sticking with us. Even if you're new, thank you for your interest and for listening. If you're watching this, like, share, and subscribe. Mm -hmm. And still, we are taking recommendations. We are taking questions. Topics. Topics. Advice. Whatever you questions, feel like. Yeah. DM us. Email us. Comment. And if you're not already a part of the Sister Circle or Daily mm -hmm. Dose of Sisterhood, click the link in our bio or on or on any of our platforms mm -hmm. to become a member. For sure. We're really intentionally curating a space that I feel like every woman needs to be a part of. Definitely. And I don't know. Just just come bless us. Come yes. be a part. <laughs> come bless us. Come bless yourself. Wait, hold on. Before we go. Hold I on. was about to say, also. I was about to say, don't forget to, to use. Use the code DSPOD and go to our website, DearSisterLet'sTalk.com mm -hmm. and get your 2024 personal organizer. It's 2024. What are you waiting for? It's 2024. What are we doing here? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So go shop. And yeah, toodles. See y'all for season two. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast, Let's Talk Sis, with Des and Sa. Stay connected by following us on all of your favorite social media platforms. And don't forget, use hashtag Dear Sister Let's Talk to find us. Wait, before you go, head over to our website or our Instagram and join our interactive community for a daily dose of sisterhood, where like-minded women fellowship, encourage, and create a safe space amongst one another. See you inside, sis. Toodles. Bye.